It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. And we are back. Back with another episode of On the Clock. I am your host, Brett Whitefield, and today we are joined by Ian Cummings of Pro Football Network. Ian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Brett. It's uh, it's good. I remember we met at the uh, Senior Bowl a couple years ago. It feels like it forever ago, but uh, it's uh, always good to connect and talk draft, man. It's a fun draft class to talk about. Heck yeah, man. I'm very happy to have you. For those that don't know who Ian is, I would say... Ian, don't be mad at me for saying this, but I would say you're probably one of the, the you're like the the bright shining young star on, uh, on in the draft community. Um, how can people find you on Twitter? Actually, let's do that now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you give me too much credit, man. But it's just at IC underscore draft on Twitter. It was uh, Ian underscore Cummings underscore nine, but I was like, that's a little too much. I can barely remember that. So you know, gotta. Got to streamline a little, a little bit. So it's IC underscore draft on Twitter. IC underscore draft on Twitter. You uh, you will not regret following him. His content is awesome. Pretty much all your work is f- uh, free, right? At PFF. Yeah. Yep. I mean that's even better. So you you honestly you're probably not going to find better free content than what Ian's putting out over there for the draft. I mean it's honestly incredible. So. Good stuff, man. Very happy to have you. Yeah, when we met in Mobile last year, um, was it last year or two years ago? I don't remember. But it might have been two, man. It, it, yeah, every trip blends together. You know, yeah. that's kind of interesting. Like going back down there, but uh, it was one or two years ago. I do know that. Yeah, I don't remember who introduced us, but I remember just chopping it up with you for a minute, and you, yeah. you like within five minutes, you kind of blew me away, and was like, "Wow, that's that's a dude to know for sure going forward." So. <laughs> Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining the show. So typical format here, Ian, is we do a, a player you're higher on than most, a player you're lower on than most, and then a, a team player fit um, that you kind of want to pound the table for. So without further ado, let's get into this. Um, Cedric Tillman, wide receiver, Tennessee Volunteers. You're telling me you're higher on this guy than most, and I like it. So hit me with it. Yeah, he's a top three receiver for me. I mean, he's top three? Uh, yeah, he's up there. He's up there, man. He's a. I'm, I'm a big fan of this dude. I, I like him better than Jalen Hyatt. And like you know, whenever I whenever I say something like that, like I, I never want to use one prospect to you know you know belittle another, right? Like they all they all have talent. They all got roles that they're gonna fulfill at the next level. You know, they all got that. But I think looking at Tillman, you know, if you're projecting you know, what you're looking for a wide receiver, a complete skill set. I always like to put them through what I call the three-level frame framework, mm-hmm. uh, you know, before the catch. Can you separate at the catch point? Can you maximize those opportunities? And then after the catch, can you create, you know, can you kind of extend plays from there? And I think Cedric Tillman fulfills that pretty well, you know, I think better than, than he gets credit for, you know, around six foot three, 215. So he's got the size for sure. He's got good length. Um, but then you look at him athletically, whenever you're looking at a, a size guy like that, at athleticism and then ease of separation, those are going to be things that you want to confirm on tape. And I think Tillman, you know, he's actually, he gets, I think he deserves more credit there. I think, um, you know, he, he ran a four, five, four, the combine, I think he had around a 37, 38 inch vertical over 10 foot broad. So it checks out, you know, in the testing numbers, but then on tape too, 
you can see he's very good at you know exploding out of breaks you know he can stack guys with that long speed you know his speed is more 60 yard speed than 40 yard speed but when once he gets by you you know he can he can threaten vertically and then i one thing that really sold me is that he's an alpha at the catch point he's physical uh, he's very authoritative. Uh, he's really natural, contorting and extending to the ball. But then at the same time, he's a very nuanced route runner. You know, and I think that's one thing that you don't always get with a big guy like him. You know, you don't always usually they win on their size sometimes. But with Cedric Tillman, you know, when he's running routes and Tennessee offense doesn't really provide a ton of great opportunities to do that in a vacuum. Right. Uh, Jalen Hyatt's a good example. You know, a lot of stack releases, a lot of times where he's really just kind of being aided off the snap by the alignment and using his speed to get through. But with Cedric Tillman, you can see he's throttling up in the stems. He's chopping his feet. He can, he can really retract his stride. Suddenly he's, he can use throttle control um, and he can sink his hips and he can, you know, kind of deceive defensive backs with those throttle manipulations and, you know, just stuff like that. Uh, some reps against Clay Ringo, Georgia corner, who's probably going to be a first round pick. were very eye opening with Tillman where he's, you know, using throttle manipulation to, you know, kind of create separation and sustain separation through breaks, uh, using, phys- using physicality and targeted swipes to compound separation and stems, you know, really the full package. Right. So injuries could be a concern. You know, he struggled to stay healthy in 2022. He had a bit of a late breakout. Uh, so I know, you know, analytic profiles won't be as kind to him. And that's something that you need to take into account. But for me personally, you know, I, I hesitate to knock a guy completely for that because every developmental track is different. You know, as much as you want, you know, analytical numbers and they do matter, you know, it, you got to look at the tape and see if it checks out. And for me, I'm, I'm willing to bank on Cedric Tillman in spite of that because he's a, he's got He's really he checks most, if not all, the boxes that I'm looking for. Yeah, man. One thing I really like about Tillman too is you, you talked about that vertical route running ability and the in the late separation and stuff like that. But he's got the ball skills to finish those plays, man. That's yeah, that's you know huge for me. I mean, there's yeah, there's I mean, a lot of uh, there's a lot of there's a few throws. Hendon Hooker on tape would overthrow him, you know, mm-hmm. time and time again, you know, and you know, like he, he's not a super inaccurate quarterback, but there are times where he will loft it high a little bit because he's got that concave release and that'll push it up sometimes. And you'll see, you know, Tillman right when he comes out of his break, he can adjust very quickly. You know, you, you see, it's not just the ease of, of making the play, like you said, but the response time too. like, he can so quickly get his hands up there and the coordination is on point. He's yep. very good at converting there. Yeah, for sure. And another thing that's really interesting to me about Tillman, man, is you we're seeing this with free agency right now, and even in this draft class specifically, like there is a legit scarcity of X receivers available, and yeah. it's it's actually startling. We've talked about it a lot on this pod in, in general, but and I hate to keep bringing up the same point, but it needs to be hammered home with guys like Tillman, who I think you know I don't I'm not willing to go to three on my board but I do think he's going to go higher than people realize because not every team in, in the NFL is in the market for a five nine hundred and seventy pound slot receiver it's just it's just facts man so like um, I, I think Tillman is going to kind of be naturally elevated because of that as well so I, I do like that about him I mean shoot if you need an X receiver like if you, <laughs> I don't even know where you get one right now. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, DJ Chark is probably your only option for agency. And then you're looking at Quinton Johnson, who's probably not even best served as his ex right away. Yeah, as much as I love the upside of Johnson, like he is very much a projection, right? Yes. Like you're, you're not sure what you're going to get from him. I, I think with 
with Tillman, my thought process was, he, well, he's got the size. Now, does he have other stuff to go with it? And he does, right? You know, some guys, they just win on that. But he's got the separation ability. He's got the contested catch ability. He's got some juice after the catch, too, where he's he can churn through tackles. So, you know, it's so one I want, of those things. I want to ask you about that, actually, because yeah. from a, a number standpoint, I think out of my top 25 receivers that I've scored, Tillman has the lowest yards after catch average. But not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. I do think a lot of that is the nature of his vertical tree that he runs. Mm-hmm. He's he's catching, you know, balls downfield on the boundary like quite a bit. So there's not necessarily an opportunity for Yak, but you do think the Yak skills are there despite the the low production on after the catch? Yeah, I do. And I think um like I'm not going to say he's the best Yak receiver yeah. in the draft, right? But like I think you know, 463 215 pound guy, you know, he does provide it, right? You know, usually Usually when you're looking at yak guy, you know, they're a little denser, right? It's so maybe like six foot over 200, right? Like a little smaller, a little bit more compact, you know, those six, three to 15, like they can do it. They're not usually specializing in it. So it's, it's one of those things where you kind of, you know, you take it case by case. I, I don't think he's dominant at it. I think he was a little better in 2021, 2022. He was dealing with the ankle injury for most of the year. He was rarely a hundred percent. And I think that hurt him at times. But when he's, you know, when he does have chances in open field, like you said, kind of stylistically, he doesn't always get it because a lot of times it's either a route breaking back to the ball and he's making the catch and getting hit pretty quickly afterward, right? Or, you know, he's just converting at, at the catch point, you know, over the top. So I think, you know, stylistically, it wasn't something that really came to him a ton. But when he did, he showed flashes. I love it, man. Good stuff. So real quick, before we move on to the, to the guy you're lower on, do you have yeah. anyone else you're higher on that you'd like to throw at me? Anyone else that I'm higher on? Let me pull up my big board here. Yeah, than most. You know, because I do – I like highlighting these players a lot because there's such a – this one thing that's cool about the draft community, it's one of the lesser, I don't know, <laughs> vacuums, I guess. Like so, some spaces on Twitter, and especially in NFL circles, like everyone kind of has like this consistent thought process on just about everybody. There's no – you know, there's no uh, difference of opinions in a lot of regards. So draft is a, a cool aspect for people to discuss some differences they have. So I yeah, for sure. feel like the highlight guys, um, you're higher on than most. Yeah, I'll stick, I'll stick with wide receiver because that's always a fun position to go through. But to Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss oh, is another cool. one. Another yeah. potential X receiver at the NFL level. Yep, for sure. Around 6'1", 226, I think. I mean, that that's size that you don't see often. That, that's size that you look at. You're like, that's an Ole Miss receiver, right? Because, you know, they had A.J. Brown. You know, they've had some other guys. But like Ontario Drummond. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, you look at that mold, and it's like that's what we've come to expect. And I think he's one of the better guys to come out from that school in recent years. I, I think that, you know, he's – when I watched this tape, man, I was like, like, you know, obviously you look at the the contested catch ability you know it's there with him too he's very instinctive when it comes to positioning himself making adjustments but he's explosive i mean more explosive than your average receiver i mean it shows up when he's you know expanding after the catch like he accelerates incredibly quickly in open field it's effortless for him and i think that showed up in the combine testing i think he had a 39 and a half inch vertical i want to say you know which at that size man that's not something you shrug at so he's he's got that burst he's got effortless burst which you can use to displace an open field he's got great speed downfield um and then of course the the frame really translates to yak you know ability you know the ability to churn through tackles and kind of bounce off guys he's got some of the best contact balance in this class at, at wide receiver which is something i really love you know because if you want to get guys 
opportunities in the open field, right? That's something that can really help you out. He's got the contact balance to break tackles, and he is explosive once he has open field. He can just get downfield just like that. So huge fan of Mingo. Uh, he's one of my favorites. Josh Downs from North Carolina is another one. You mentioned the player molds, you know, a lot of 5'10", 170 guys in this class. That's him, right? But I think stylistically for what he is, he's one of the best at it. You know, I like him a little more than Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison because I think Downs is a little bit more efficient as a route runner. I think he's the most efficient route runner, the most methodical when it comes to, you know, using throttle control, you know, and kind of using variances with his strides to, to get guys offset. But I also think he's the most consistent converting beyond his frame. I mean, you know, oh, as a catcher. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like looking at this guy, you know, you wouldn't expect a 5'10", 170-pound receiver to convert yeah. like he does. I mean, he's very natural when it comes to extending, you know, using his hands to secure passes away from his frame. The timing, the coordination, uh, it's really impressive. So I'm a big fan of him too. Nice. One quick note on Mingo. He his rack is unbelievable like yeah. right after catch it, it is crazy and i hate i hate using the term poor man's this because it sounds disrespectful to the player you're talking about but he truly does remind me of like a lesser version of aj brown um i see i, I wrote it up and it's it's stupid because it's the same school comp but i mean i see a lot of similarities there um and then as far as uh downs goes man that's you mentioned the size like he doesn't play that small no. All. I actually posted on Twitter probably a month ago. Uh, just I cut up a video of just ridiculous Josh Downs catches. And all of them, are, he just completely sells out for the football, no matter what the scenario is. Like if he knows he's going to take a beating, he doesn't matter. If he's got to fully extend while sprinting mm-hmm. and dive like Superman across the field, like he's totally cool with that too. Yeah, um, He will lay it all on the line to, to catch the football. So. I think there was a catch in 2021 where he was doing that exact thing, sprinting full speed in the corner of the end zone, and he yep. had to lay out for something, and he did it. You yep. know, he's like, you'd expect a guy with his size, which, which I mean, on you know, on the highlight reel, he does have those those passes where he'll take it underneath and create you know but he's just as good at really extending beyond his frame working beyond his frame and and, and converting when he needs to so agreed all right let's get to a guy you are lower on than most we're gonna go with zach evans old miss running back uh i agree with this so i'm very curious to to see if your thoughts match mine yeah, sticking with Ole Miss here. And I, I want to preface with this, you know, right? I, I think as an evaluator, it's really important to stay outcome independent, right? So I'll, yeah. I'll never I'll never pick a guy and say, like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm dying on this hill. This guy's going to be a bust. Like, no, you don't do that. Like, you know, because every, every prospect is different. Every outcome is different, right? You know, you never want to act like, you know, you know what's going to happen. Because we don't. I, I think Zach Evans, there's a very realistic possibility where he goes to the NFL and he's a great player, right? You know, I just, mm-hmm. I just, I just think – especially in this running back class. I think that's the key. I mean, this is a very strong RB class. So the margin for error is small. And I, I was ranking my guys top 10. And I'm like, man, I like all these guys in the top 10. And I like a couple of guys outside of it, too. It's just like it's tough. It's the tough part of it. When there's a deep class like this, you can't always you know, get room for everybody. But Zach Evans, you know, I think I'll start with the pros because I do think there are some pros in this game for sure. Uh, very talented athlete special athlete i mean he's explosive uh that shows up i think one thing that really stood out to me as a special trait for him is that once he gets to the second level you know he's explosive right so he gears up quickly but he can he can adjust his attack angles with that you know that ankle flexion that flexibility while keeping his speed and that's really impressive he can bend around guys 
um, and make, you know, make defenders, you know, make their attack paths wrong, you know, make them wrong as they're in pursuit and use that explosiveness to get upfield and, and kind of pressure different angles. That lower body flexibility with that explosiveness is something that I really like about his game. And I think that, you know, especially in wide zone, you know, get him space to work with. He can make something happen with that. I think that's that's a really good uh, opportunity for him. Unfortunately, I think the profile isn't quite as complete as other running backs. And I think, you know, at the NFL Combine, we saw a little bit of that. If you keep weight in at like 5'11", 202, so a lot lighter than expected, uh, which he's still pretty compact, right? But it's not like, you know, you want more mass, you know, if you're going to, if, if you're billing this guy as someone who can, you know, break tackles consistently, which I think he did show that a little bit on tape but not a guy at like 215 who's going to do it consistently at the NFL level. And I think that combined with, you know, not a super complete receiving profile either. You know, there's flashes of him being able to convert after the catch, you know, create as a receiver, you know, work out of the backfield, but he's not nearly as consistent or versatile or multifaceted as other guys in the class. And I don't think he's a great pass blocker either right now. So I think, you know, when you're projecting to the NFL, you know, a lot of what gets guys opportunity is not just the running ability, but being able to convert and contribute on passing downs too. And Zach Evans, as a runner, the vision is another potential area of concern for me. I don't think he's terrible there. I don't think he's a liability, but there are instances where he'll have a cutback lane that's open and he'll defer to congestion, right? So I think, you know, it, it's one thing where, you know, if you're not a super complete runner, I need you to have great vision to counteract that, you know, and I do think he's explosive, right? But does he use it efficiently right now? Not always. And I think, you know, we saw a little bit of it with Quinshawn Judkins taking the starting role pretty early from Evans. We thought that transferring to Ole Miss would get him the guy role, right? And he didn't quite get that. That was more a byproduct. But you look at the tape and, you know, he's explosive. He's a great athlete. But the profile just isn't quite as complete as I'd want for a guy in day two. You know, I would take him early day three. And I know there's been whispers of potential character concerns, right? I don't deal with that because I don't know the guy, right? You know, I would never want to delve into territory that, you know, I, I just don't know about, right? But on the tape, not quite as complete as I would like for a day two guy. I think there's definitely a role for him. But in this RB class, there's other guys I prefer. Yeah, the... Ian, it was almost like you were like reading my write up on him, which isn't even published <laughs> yet. So I know you weren't, um, but yeah, I mean, you you were basically simpatico on, on this. the The biggest concern for me was the vision because it's like he, you know, he played in a, a predominantly inside zone scheme there, and he just deferred to the easy cut almost every single time. didn't Didn't hit a lot of cutback lanes, and it, what's crazy is he has the lateral quickness to do so. Yeah. That's what was so frustrating. It's like he. He could easily bend runs back, and he just chose not to so many times. And then for a guy whose his whole game is burst and acceleration at that size, I need you to be able to do more in the pass game, and he just doesn't have it. Um, so like you said, I think there is a role for him. That the burst is a, a very attractive trait, um, his ability to accelerate. Like you said, bend in, in kind of – I think I wrote up that he destroys attack angles was an exact yeah. line that I used in my scouting report. So Yeah, that's a great way to put it because, like, he'll he'll enter space and there's a safety coming at him, you know, at a you know totally linear angle, and he'll make you wrong. You know, he'll make you have to flatten, and by the time you do flatten, it's too late. You know, he's past you. So definitely in a role where you can get space for him, you know. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, he's got the lateral agility to do it. It's frustrating sometimes because he'll show it but, you know, just doesn't quite act on that information quickly enough. I mean, you, you could watch him and B. John Robinson back to back and the difference would be, you know, unmistakable. 
Yes. All right, cool. So we're going to get into some team player fits really quick. But before we do, we have a word from our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy Football. The 2022 NFL season is over, but the fantasy football season never stops at Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy football. Right now, you can draft in Underdog's The Big Board Tournament with $1 million in total prizes and 200 k given to first place. Think you know which incoming rookies will burst onto the scene in 2023? If so, now's your chance to draft them at a value. All you have to do is join the big board, draft your fantasy team, and that's it. In best ball, there are no waivers, there are no trades, and you get the best scores in your starting lineup each week of the season. Whoever has the highest score at the end of the season wins. It's that simple. Just head to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or the Google Play Store, sign up with the promo code FANTASYPTS, and you will get your first deposit doubled up to $100. And there's more. If you sign up using code FANTASYPTS at Underdog, you get a Fantasy Points standard subscription for just 5 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code FANTASYPTS. And remember, new Underdog users who sign up with our code get a Fantasy Points subscription for just 5 bucks. All right. Sorry about that, Ian. I had to pay the bill real quick, you know. <clears throat> you're good. You're good. I get it. <laughs> All right. So cool. So let's do this. Uh, I kind of, I'll leave it up to you. Give me a team player fit you want to pound the table for. It's tough, man, because there's there's quite a few that are on my mind, man. But um, I'll stick with the quarterbacks. I'll I'll, I'll give I'll give two quick ones. Um, but the first one is C.J. Stroud. I think to the Panthers right now. That's kind of the the easy one, right? I mean, number one overall pick. Come on, take something off the radar, right? You know, try and be unique yeah. here. But it's just I I just really like the fit, man. I mean, I, I, doing research on Frank Reich's offense. I mean, every offense is very versatile, dynamic. I mean, you're never gonna find you know one to one for anything. But I think Frank Reich in particular, you know employs a lot of triangle reads which you know you work in the middle of the field using eye manipulation anticipation you know and i think the cj stroud is one of the guys that's a hallmark of his game you know he's using that eye manipulation and anticipation to work the middle of the field you know kind of displace defenders with your you know just kind of with your alignment you know right there's reps from 2021 where you know he'll have his shoulders in one spot his feet in another because he already knows where he's going he's just trying to get you to to go to one spot right so i think having that foresight to manipulate the field right it's one thing to you know see the right thing but act on what you're seeing in real time and kind of anticipate you know can keep things in control cj stroud is one quarterback that's very good at that and then on top of that the accuracy the ball placement uh some of his strongest traits i think he fits the right mold you know around 63 over 210 uh, so I think, you know, looking at his size and just his play style, you know, I think especially with Carolina, they've got an offensive line that's really, you know, kind of coming into its own. You know, Ike Mekwanu, uh, Taylor Matan, they've got Austin Corbett, who they got in free agency. I think they just brought back Bradley Bozeman, too. So, you know, CJ Stroud, one of the biggest knocks on him is that he's not supernatural as a creator right now. I do think he has the athleticism to grow within that role. Uh, but I think if you're going to, you know, if you want him to start right away, you want him to be adequately supported. That goes for any rookie quarterback, but especially for Stroud. And he's got the offensive line. You got to get more weapons after trading DJ Moore. But I really like the offensive system and how it fits Stroud. I think that's a great fit for him. Anthony Richardson to the Colts is another early one that I like. You know, I think Shane Steichen proved with Jalen Hurts that he knows how to mold an offense around a player's raw strengths. And if anyone has, you know, the raw talent in this class, it's Richardson. So that's another fun one for me. 
personally, I don't know how the early the uh, top of the draft is going to play out with the QBs and where the fits are. But you know, I would love Stroud to go to Carolina. I think that would be a great fit for him. And then seeing Steichen work with Richardson, that would be that would be fun. Those are a couple that come to mind for me. Yeah, I, I like I like what you said in both instances. The Richardson to Colts fit makes you know perfect sense. Honestly, I've been saying kind of on my other pod recently that I think. Carolina should probably take Richardson because I, I personally think I, I like the high floor you're going to get with a guy like Richardson with his running ability. Yeah. But Stroud probably makes the most sense for for Frank Reich. So even just recent history suggests, you know, with what Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, like Stroud is a souped up version of those three guys. So, um, you know, as far as his arm goes. Um, so yeah, I, I really do like that fit. Um, anything on the defensive side of the ball you'd like to pound the table for? Yeah, I think, um, well, the Eagles just lost Javon Hargrave. Uh, he signed with the 49ers. One guy that I would really like for the Eagles is Keanu Benton. I think looking at, you know, his style, he played nose a lot at Wisconsin. I think he can play one tech in the NFL, maybe better as a disruptive three tech, two I, you know, maybe four I, you know, moving around within that range. But uh, he's a fun one. Uh, he's over 6'3", I think around 310. Uh, he's a violent rusher. I mean, that's one thing that stands out on film is that he's got, really a, a violent disposition he's got a great arm over move he's very quick with his hands and forceful uh, and he's got good you know linear explosiveness and power capacity and you know they, i i just love that disruptive element and i think that the eagles especially they're going to need to recoup value on the defensive line at edge and defensive tackle and looking at the style of, of defensive linemen that they like right these are guys that mm-hmm. you know are compact they got pretty good proportional length but you got power you got torque you got strength uh you've got you know multiple down utility with run defense keanu benton is one of the best stack and shed guys in this class in the ct class i mean he's so good at you know fully extending locking out getting off his man and clogging the lane and then as a pass rusher he's got a working arsenal he can still be a little more consistent with that but he's got the tools to do it so i think as that multi that multi-phase disruptor you know, with that, who's dense, you know, well leveraged, you know, I think violent, you know, Keanu Benton checks a lot of the boxes for me for the Eagles. Love that. Um, I've actually seen a couple of people comparing Benton to uh, Fletcher Cox, actually. So um, that, that is interesting indeed. Yeah. What, uh, where do you have Benton on your board, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. So he's, um, let me check here. I think he's around day two range. Okay. Like I said, I think, um, I think he can still be a little more refined with his hand usage. Um, and I also think laterally, he's not super free as an athlete. He's got some lateral ability, but he can be a little stiff in the hips sometimes. Uh, so that just kind of weighed him down a little bit for me. But he's he's up there. He's in that day two range. There's a few defensive tackles that I'm a little higher on. So, you know, he won't be in my top five, right? I really, I really, really like a couple guys. Zach Pickens from South Carolina mm-hmm. uh, and Moro Ajomo from Texas. Uh, those are both, those are two of my guys who are, you know, in my top 75. Uh, those are really fun players for me. But Benton isn't quite at their level, but he is in the day two range. Um, I would consider taking him in round three. And if you took him in round two, I wouldn't complain because ultimately he's got enough tools. He's got enough athleticism and he is very willing uh, to dish out physicality on the field. So it's a fun DT class, man. There's a lot of different player molds, a lot of different types. And I think guys who can be disruptive, but he's he's day two for me. Yeah, I have a day two grade on him as well. He's currently sitting at like 81 on my board, but I don't know if you feel the same way as I do, but this class is like, 
I feel like once you get out of the first round grades, it's the next group of guys is like 50 players deep. It's, it's kind of crazy. I don't, I, I don't yeah. feel like there's a, a ton of tears, but it's, it's a very deep draft without a lot of blue chip talent. If that it's kind of hard to explain, but I mean, there, I think there's still is a lot to be had on day two, pretty much all the way through day two. I think you're going to get a good player. Yeah, for sure. That That's where the money's going to be made in this year. Yep. All right. Dude, thank you so much for joining. We're going to cut it here, but uh, I very awesome to have you. We got to have you back, maybe have you on my other podcast as well. Uh, for those listening, Ian Cummings, Pro Football Network, you can find him at Twitter, at IC underscore draft. Ian, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you for Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.